Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! KZZ on the beats, yeah. On the beats, yeah. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Negro, please. Breathe, Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Man, it's been a while. We're back, man. It's E Mitch, aka. Slice Johnson and my cart mate, Sugar, aka Kalua Jones. Man, what's happening, Sugar? What's happening? Hey, we man. Back, yeah, we, we back, man. We are back. We are back, man. I'm excited. You know what? Welcome back. Your dreams for your ticket. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Only yes, difference sir. is there's a lot there was a lot more hair on that show. Oh yeah, you ain't never <laughs> lied. So uh what you been up to, champ? Golfing? Chilling, Anything Just, going uh, on? Yeah, trying to get ready for the season, uh prepping in every way that I can, stretching, starting to starting to get the body right, moving the right way, <laughs> and uh trying to just get everything ready so that way when it is time, um, you know, you get older, man. <laughs> You better start doing that thing. You better start doing the things that, that are going to allow you to play longer and better. So, found found some found some tips, and that's what I'm going to be doing, man. Right on. You know, there's a lot of people out there that like those tips. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, not like that, man. I'm just saying you better stretch, dude, because your, your ass out there. I seen I seen cats be pulling hamstrings and all kinds of shit. Yeah, it's true. Hey, give us a rundown of the show, and then we'll talk about our guests because we are on this wasted show. Man, actually, holy loaded. Let's go that. Fo- let's go that route first. Wait, because we're wasted. You want to? Well, fuck it, man. Shit. Man, wasted. <laughs> it's that wasted episode, Shug. Man, we got to turn up, man, for the people we ain't been here in a while. You got it. Get to the guest first. All right. We want you want me to introduce the guest first? No doubt. All right. Well, here we go. Man, we got we got another champ in the building, man. Hard knock slicer, man. We got my guy that uh, you know, we champs run together, man, and and we are in the building together. And uh my name is not on that trophy as much as his, but I like to welcome Money Mike back in the building. Money Mike, play What's up, fellas? How you doing? Glad to be back for 2022. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeed. Uh, we got my boy, the Miami Mitchell, holding it down in in our hometown right now. We got Vish, aka Chocolate Twilight, in the building. What's happening? What's up? What's up? What's up? I just I just want to warn Red. 
if he's going to be doing that stretching, keep his dice in his front pocket. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> you ain't be worrying about my dice, partner. You worry about your own. <laughs> oh, my brother. You worry about your own. <laughs> and then we got my partner, man. You know, uh, he was in Nigeria when we was recording and we kicked off this show and we couldn't make it work. But he's back here, man. We got Ali, a.k.a. the Niblick Slim. Man, let's hear him. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Yes, indeedy. What's thank happening, you, player? You, What's happening, players? It's good to be back. You know, to see your faces and talk about this lovely game of golf and stretching, by the way, Reggie. <laughs> Yes, but it would be good to like uh you know talk more about the topics that uh we have on our agenda today. So yeah, I'm back to you. And then we got a crowd favorite, and he's also my favorite cuzzo, my favorite fam out in San Diego. Uh, we got Booga, aka Nip Slip Tony. It's a nipple. What's going on? Just want to say Happy National Pizza Day. Oh. Make sure when you out there sprinkle extra nipples on your shit. Oh boy. It's a nipple. Uh-huh. Is that a, is that a pizza ingredient? Yes. Yeah, from the back. It's from the back. <laughs> hey, man, keep it thin like them tacos. No, oh, exactly. boy. Here we yeah, go. like them tacos. Here we Get go. Get your meat right, baby. Get your meat right. Oh, man. <laughs> Put a little nipple on it. Wow. <laughs> Goodness hey, gracious! Golf, yeah, um, yeah. So oh, it's uh, one of those kinds of podcasts. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, what What do we got going on on this episode, Shook? Well, in this extraordinary episode, we are going to get into the golf news of the week. Uh, that last week we're going to talk about the AT and T Pebble Beach uh, Pro Am and Spieth's or Spieth's uh, cliff shot. I know y'all saw that. Um, we almost saw a casualty. Uh, on the golf course. Uh, this week, we're going to get into the waste management out there in Arizona. You know, it's going to be a wild time. And just think about this mm-hmm. time next year. Um, if I'm wrong, isn't it, aren't the two events close together? Super Bowl and this again last uh, They're like on the close to the same, same weekend. weekend. Every, Every weekend. Year? Every year. And, well, right. But I'm saying, and, uh, where is the Super Bowl next year? Is it in, is it in Vegas? Vegas. Vegas. I, thought in, I thought it was in Arizona. No, I, Vegas. I next thought year. it was Vegas. In Vegas? Yeah. Well, just think about that if you can if you can make both of those events next year. How would that be? Um, so we're going to get into the diversity topic of the week. Um, how can golf sustain diversity and inclusion efforts? Um, that's a we'll get a we'll get into a good conversation around that. Our front nine. What have you guys been doing on the off season? And have you picked up any new gear? Um, are you doing anything new in your routine? Uh, the back nine. We're going to get into. We got Super Bowl weekend coming up. So we're going to get into our top Super Bowl memories. Uh, we are bringing back the uh, the segment everybody loves. What are we hating on? And then we are going to get into the gigging golf song of the week. Yep. Filthy Rich and Larry June shout another banger called Real Numbers. Ugh. And then uh, final shout outs to wrap up this extraordinary show. It should be a great time. We got all the Wasted crew on here. We've Most of us have been to this Wasted Management and have been Wasted. Um. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, so let's let's get into the uh, golf news. So, welcome to the Negro Golf News. All right, Negro Golf News. Um, actually, and first up in the Negro Golf News, man, we got our girl, man, uh, <clears throat> Miss 
Miss Woods, Cheyenne Woods, expecting a child. Uh, what say you on that, man? That's that's one lucky fella. She's kind of tight to me. I don't know. Prodigy in the making? Yes or no? Yeah, probably, man. And definitely some kind of an athlete. Aaron Hicks is no joke. I mean, he's place for the Yankees. Um, you know, good for them, man. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, that kid is going to be ready to play some kind of sport. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I have to agree. I don't know if it's going to be golf or not, but yeah. Mm-hmm. on what the child is, boy or girl, they're going to be ready. That He's play. Yeah. Is Michael Jordan's kids doing anything? Oh, oh shit. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan have kids? Uh, <laughs> his son will say basketball. He'll never be as good as me. I'm but just Juan, saying that, like. But Juanita was short, man. She was only like 5'2". Oh, but fair enough. Does Michael Jordan put effort into his kids? Oh, mm. yeah, that's, that's, that's a real answer right there. He always on TV or golfing or gambling, smoking cigars with Chuck. That's a question for them, man. We can't answer that, sir. Well, the kid, the kid's got to make his own uh, decisions because he obviously has a lot more opportunity than some folks have. You know, so it's up to the kids to decide what kind of path they wanna they wanna go with. One of his son, at least one of his sons tried in the NBA, I think, at least. Played a little bit, but wasn't that great. So yeah, that's true. You went to Illinois, right? His son. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that on the parents? The kids make their own choice, but you teach them what you know. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Ali was kicking a lot of knowledge there, and I'm saying before we crown him the king, that's why we play the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this guy. <laughs> wow. I'll let Twilight miss you, man. Miss yeah. you. He's ready. Uh, let's go to the next subject. Uh, Bryson's telling everyone to chill. Stop worrying about what's going on with him. He's hurting. Uh, he'll be back to form soon. Uh, what say you on Bryson and and telling everybody to shut the fuck up? You know, just like Reggie said at the beginning of this uh, podcast, you know, sometimes the body needs some rest to recoup. And maybe he's just trying to find, like, you know, something that works for him. Like, you know, resting up in between tournaments or doing some other uh, workout regime that fits his body style. Just, I mean, he did okay against uh, DeChambeau in that last, you know, one-on-one he did, you know. So he looked pretty good there. So we'll see. He's just taking his time. Can't play every tournament. What form? What form is he getting back to? Uh-oh. He's never been the top golfer Won the most tournaments. His name is big because he hits the ball far, but he isn't winning because of that. That's what he's getting back to. He's getting back to Daddy Longstroke. U.S. Open don't count? Huh? The U.S. Open don't count anymore? Right, but you have to win multiple. Okay, so when... For what? If you're talking about getting back... You talking about getting back to form? So winning one or two tournaments a season form. So when Bubba hey. Watson, I mean when uh, DJ Johnson was in form and won FedEx, he was winning multiple tournaments. Tiger Woods winning multiple tournaments. Hey, I'd be okay with winning one or two tournaments I, because we ain't got that type of money. But everybody exactly getting back to where he was at. Where was he at? Here's where they still paying tenth place, or I thought they still paid tenth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so okay. <laughs> so you play sports just to get tenth place, or you playing sports to be number one in the world? If you got to pay that much money, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> you don't get that same paycheck at work. If you ain't first, you're last. 
I might exactly. take twentieth. I'll take twentieth on the PGA shit. We, I'll be first in line at the bank with my check for tenth place. Exactly. <laughs> you trying to, hey, Mike, you trying to get one of them big checks? Yeah. Are we gonna have that for the hard knock slice tour this year? One of the big checks. Uh, we had it last year. Yeah, the, you know. has it. He, pr- he probably framed that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say about Bryson. Man. I think. It, I, I think the dude. Wow. Sorry. All right. So here's what I'll say about Boy. Bryson. I think Bryson, um, he probably his body's probably letting him know that he needs to chill out, man. Because the dude was, I mean, you look at him from from when he was younger and how jacked he is now. Something's gonna give on your body. So I mean, I'm 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 really I'm I don't know if you guys realize what I'm saying, man. But I'm really starting to try to get in tune with my my health and my body, man, and trying to get right because the older I get, the more issues I see that I'm having. Right. So trying to correct some of those things now. So I'm not having these issues later, but I think you can only do so many things working out. And I think at a certain point, the game is going to break your body down. Yeah. That's life. Same thing. That's life. But we I mean, that's a golf swing repetitive thing that you do all the time. is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And he said he fell down or whatever. Shit, right. I get out of bed and I hurt. So, yeah. but I repetitively. This is one week. Big deal. I don't get every sore from every golfer has pain. Every we see it when it comes to all the great golfers have big pain problems later in life in golf. You can't stop that. But if the same token, he's young, so it's hit him early. That's I think one of the things you have to keep in mind, though, is you look at Tiger Woods trained like a Navy SEAL, broke down his body. Like there is a such thing as going too hard in the paint. Yeah, but all you that know, and all that humping didn't stop him. It didn't hurt him. It don't hurt you either. Oh, hey, that's just one muscle. Focus on golf. Fuck women. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Godly. Whoa. That's what he said. That is not what I believe. By the way, that's just what his daddy told him. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like it. Well, he paid and got hold, so his daddy wasn't right on all that. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. His daddy wasn't right on much anything. Earl, Earl was out there, like you know, like an old pimp. Exactly. <laughs> Father like son. Thinking <laughs> ain't easy. Sure ain't. Hey, let's you talk. I call him Earl Turner and shit, man. Oh <laughs> wow! Goodness gracious, Lordy. Uh, let's talk about Harold Varner the third. Uh, he won the, uh, Saudi international. It was dope to see. He won on a nice long putt. Uh, what say you about Harold Varner the third, AKA Carlton? I always like to see C pipes going to win on the, on the tour. Wow. Go ahead. And he did it in a purple Kool-Aid Jordan shirt. That he did. Mm. I don't. He. Uh, I mean, I, I look at Werner from two years ago, and looking at him right now, it's like he's bulked up a little bit, especially around the around the middle. Kind of <laughs> got a little, a little, a little bit thicker there. <laughs> but, he's using you know, a different workout plan. <laughs> yeah, he has a different workout plan, and it worked out for him because. He needed all that muscle to make that long eagle putt to win that game and you know walk off win too. So I'm really glad that he pulled it off and and, and you know especially in Black History Month he actually had a win. So big up to to you, sir, for that yeah, win. It was it was dope to see, man, because I think you you know you you when you when you see a guy in the interviews he's saying the right things. 
you see him out there like a lot of a lot of other players talk about how he hustles and you know he puts the work in and and when you see that all come together for somebody it's pretty cool the coolest thing about it i thought or one of the coolest things is not only him winning but to see bubba watson embrace him for winning the way that he did and you know i think that that kind of shows that that he wants to see, I mean, there, there's some change in golf there, man. Cause you normally don't see that a lot. Like most of those guys might congratulate each other in the back, you know, but for him to come all the way back out onto the, onto the final and on the 18 like that, I thought that was pretty cool. It, it, it's two things. <clears throat> he said a long putt, that was 90 footer, bro. That was more than long. <laughs> and I know, man, I was watching on YouTube. I got up and got a drink. Came back and just started gone in you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and two, Bubba Watson, he didn't just walk out there. He ran back out there. Yeah. He, he yeah. sprinted out there to thank that, I mean, to congratulate that dude. Yeah, he did. I, you can tell they're friends. But, yeah. I mean, if you go to season one, I, I bet on Harold Barner a couple of times and it didn't match out. But I think he's going to have a good season this year. Okay. Can we put a bottle on that? Okay, you're talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll on this show, I'm going to put this out here on this show. You put a bottle out there, you pay up. <laughs> um, let's move on to um, Mark Lye. So it, do you guys know who Mark Lye is? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He used to play golf. Yeah, he was a former PGA Tour player. But he was uh, on Sirius XM. Uh, tour radio and over the weekend uh, he's a co-host of the scorecard pregame show Saturday and Sunday rounds uh, and he just goes into this rant about women's basketball and women's golf so he says you know the LPGA tour to me is completely different tour than what it was 10 years ago like Lai said in a rant he uh, said you couldn't pay me to watch you really couldn't because I just couldn't relate to it he was like, it was like, if you're a basketball player and I'm not trashing anybody, don't take it the wrong way. And whenever you say don't take it the wrong way, you're about to say some wild shit. And he said, <laughs> not uh, racist, but no offense, but yeah. And he said, but I saw some highlights of ladies basketball. Man, is there a gun in the house? I'll shoot myself rather than watch that. Um, and then he just goes into, and, you know, keeps going. But uh, what say you about this? Like. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, he's he's full of shit. Um, How yeah. old is he? Oh, he's mm-hmm. in his sixties, right? That's yeah. all I wanted to know, so I could skip the conversation. Yeah, yeah no, it's just I another think... file it under old white dude says dumb shit. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Let's go. <laughs> no, Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> I think. Hey, I think. I think he was off his uh, diabetes yeah. meds and stuff, so his blood sugar was kind of wonky. So he just said, "Blurted some shit out." Remember that one guy that did that shit too? With all the uh, when the kids were taking a knee and it's like, oh yeah, my blood sugar goes off, so I call those cats, not be head kids or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So. He better, he better. All I'm gonna say is he better move to a city where they have no WNBA team, man, because they might come find him. Yeah, because some of them women out there are not uh, no blows. Yeah. There ain't nobody coming to find his old dusty ass. Nobody gives a fuck about this guy. You're right, Mike. Nobody cares. And I really like, nobody even knows who he is. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's like, I don't know exactly. who you are. Eric, I don't care. Eric was, and Eric was like, "Yeah, do you know who Michael Lai is?" Like, no, no, we don't. I mean, I've heard him. I've heard him on. I've heard him on the on the uh, on the radio. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. They talk wild on that show a little bit too. I they think do. he was the wild talker on yeah. there, and they be saying shit. So we'll. Well, you- 
Mike is white, and he said, why are we talking about this old white man talking stupid? Yeah, we, we'll go to the that next one. Tells you right there, just dumb. Yeah, the next topic's better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so I want to all black dudes to say dumb shit. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of spread the love. Yeah, we have a lot of that for sure. Uh, Schoolboy Q. Uh, he was playing at the AT&T uh, also. Uh, with the celebrities and stuff like that. But he gave a lot of credit to the game for helping him focus and being the person he is. He really, really is an ambassador of the game. Um, and uh, we'll we'll see him. I think he's going to be at the Wasted this this week, too. So uh, we'll see. It's it's kind of dope to see, like, these rappers. Because, you know, Rick Ross is into it now. Uh, what DJ Khaled's Ooh. into it. Yep. Yeah, another uh, one. The change, man. I, I think the culture is you starting to see people like you, you mentioned. I think it's only a matter of time before you know more and more. You know, people start embracing this. You know, this game. Yes, yeah. shout to Roger Steele and like cats like that that are just like really pushing diversity and and bringing hip hop culture and any culture into it. Like y'all check him out on YouTube. He's got a show. His first uh, podcast because he's sponsored by Callaway. Uh, he had uh, he was on the live range with Seth Curry, so uh, oh. you know, yeah, man. Shout out! To, I mean, just to, just to pushing this game forward in a you know for everybody. You know, it's just not the. I think you know you you meet so many different people through this game, and you know this this actually is one of the reasons why it's brought us together and made us closer, right? Through this podcast and through playing golf with you guys and being part of the Hard Knock Slicers and. You know, so I think this is this is all great for the culture, man. Um, but I want to get to something that the you know them 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 cats on that video, man, had me out. <laughs> <laughs> them too, man. I, I tell you, that's that's an interesting pairing for one. And you know, Schoolboy Q was talking about, oh, I you know, I'm I'm so nervous because they were going to play at Pebble Beach. Yeah. You know? So he was so nervous, and he was talking about, oh, I gotta, I'm a, I gotta get my my outfit ready, and it has to match my teeth, have to match my outfit. I was like, God mm. damn. like, wow. That interviewer did not know what he was talking about either. That's what had me out. Like he, he was did like, not know what he was talking about. Teeth. His fronts. Your teeth. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> right on. <laughs> what did he say to Macklemore? Macklemore was like, let me borrow those. He's like, yeah, if you want COVID and halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> The interview was like, "You going to the dentist first? What you What you mean? Oh, just, just tell me who did your fronts, bro. <laughs> just send me to that motherfucker." Uh, he said he has like there was another interview he did. He said he has like twenty six pairs or something like that. Mm. And crazy man, he put he puts them in every time he tees off. He said, he, "What did he say?" He said, "Tee down, teeth in, every single round." <laughs> Wow, and he's only been playing for like what five years? Is that what I heard? Yeah, like four, four years. Four years. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's when you get it, professional help. His swing looked pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Professional yeah. help. Bad. Oh, you got that loot. I mean, it's you can. You can buy a swing. Kinda. Exactly. <laughs> Them lessons real good when you can spend five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a lesson. Yeah, that's true. That's how Mike does it. I'll get you right real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's my physical training regimen. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. You need to keep your dice in the front pocket too, bro. <laughs> Mike is nature boy. That boy natural with his shit. Uh, my belly Mike covers my Mike. pockets. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, that wraps it up for our uh, Negro news. Uh, let's roll into the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Rich, give us a rundown of who won, how much they won, and what happened at this event. So I just lost my page. but So let me get back to this here. All right. But we had uh, the winner was Tom Hodge. And uh, it's Hoagie or Hoagie or whatever is it? Is it Hoagie? Yeah, it's Hoagie because there was a there was a story when him and Tiger were playing, and they were tied going into the final round. And somebody asked Tiger, he's like, "What do you think about Tom Hoagie?" And he was like, "What's that? I've never had that before." (laughs) (laughs) No, motherfucker, it's not a sandwich. It's a dude. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, he he actually, I mean, this is a you know one point five million. Um, but a lot of people were talking about, and let's, let's talk about this shot. Let's see what you guys feel about the golf that was played and kind of, you know, some of the situations that some of these golfers were in, but let's talk about, uh, Jordan Spieth and that crazy ass shot. What do you guys think about what happened there? I mean, it's crazy. The one, the course was beautiful, but that course looked like it was super hard and, uh, the, the wind and playing all that stuff. I mean, pebble is, is pretty tough to play. Um, so it is. I played there in Monterey Bay because my grandparents lived in Carmel. That, yeah, that course is no joke. Mm. I played the ladies' tees though, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Reggie said earlier we should talk about almost there almost being a casualty at Pebble Beach because of the 60 foot or 70 foot drop. But the reality of it is, Jordan's beat was still a casualty. The dude should have won, yeah, 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 like yeah. he. he <laughs> Fell off the cliff and then let, uh, what is it, Tom Hoagie win. Yeah. So there was we're a casualty. About, we're talking about the some of the top players that were there weren't even close. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was bad. No, that's that's kind of how the early West Coast swing goes. Yeah. You get a lot of those, like, mid-level guys popping up there and, and coming through. But, yeah, Spieth. I mean, it seemed like he was in the driver's seat, but all it took was one bogey, and then Hoagie had that that birdie on whatever that was, seventeen, yeah. that where Speed bogeyed it, and it just switched, and it was over. Yep. Isn't that always the issue with Jordan Speed? Sometimes is that he looks really good in the second and third round, but the fourth round he just kind of like withers away. Like you know, you you put your money on him. Oh yeah, he's gonna win this tournament, but then he always comes like you know, tucked top two or top three because he made some bonehead mistake or so in the fourth. Yeah. There's some in the past, but like Mike said, I think this West coast swing, like the the top players that play in the West coast swing like that. I think that's what they try and tune up their game for the real regular season. And they don't really start to play golf, golf where the big times come out until after waste management. Well, one thing, what I'm going to tell you, one thing, man, is that the one guy that was playing really good golf last year, and is still right there. Is is canceling, man? That that dude. Oh, is, yeah. is, Cancelling is a beast. He's he's fine tuning. He don't really give a shit right now if he's winning any of these tournaments. But you see, he's right there. Yeah. So I think that's going to continue. It was a good. Feel. I think it would be hard to tell the story of of Spieth being in that tune up mode if that guy's leading for as long as he was. He just fell down. Yeah, oh, he wasn't even he wasn't even leading though. He was what eleven strokes back. Yeah, yeah. he came in the third round. Jason so, I mean, he charged there. his ass off, and I mean, fell a little bit short. Basically, 
flipping on one hole, one bad stroke for him and Hoagie. To me, Hoagie took it a little bit more than, than Jordan lost yeah. it. But, if we're talking about a, a pro uh, that was up there the whole time. Jason Day was up there the whole time. Jason Day did kind of fade. Yeah, exactly. Bad Sunday. He had a bad Spieth, Sunday. Spieth had to come back because he was down so far. So mm-hmm. he played a great round. It was just that yeah. one hole that he's got screwed. Well, he's and almost good. almost went cliff diving and yeah, <laughs> the shot it was, was funny. Though. It was funny to see the reactions on that. There was people that were like, "Ah, oh, big fucking deal!" You know, he wasn't going to fall off of that. People cut the grass there every day, and then other people were like, "Yeah, he was going to die." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I want to actually see like one of those old like seventies or eighties B flicks where they just take a big stuffed dummy." I want them to throw a dummy <laughs> off of that cliff to show me what would have happened. <laughs> I want to know exactly what, what, what would have happened down that hillside. I and know Mark Lyle wants up. I know if we were playing there, I'd I'd move my ball about six feet and be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm definitely I'm, yeah. taking a penalty. I'm I'm gonna move that. I, I didn't say penalty. Yeah. I said I was moving my ball. I didn't say nothing about a penalty. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'd be assessing the fuck out of you on that. I'd be like, look at that fine-ass cart girl. You turn away with my Booger ball. Kick oh, that wow. Booger going to kick that shit. Exactly. You have to start checking your shoes, man. You might have a club head on your shoes somewhere. <laughs> I'm not I'm not risking my life for no golf game. <laughs> um, Before we get into the waste management, let's talk about skincare. Let's hear from For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Hey, golfer, gals, and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyaesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Man, thank you for that spelling every time. If that was in the spelling bee, I'm out. Yeah. yeah, I'm out on that. You can put me out on that. So we're going to talk about the waste management, man. And it's a big party, man. And we have to set the scene. Schoolboy Q. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a banger right there. Yes, indeedy. It is. Shout out to MD for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the waste management. Most of us on this pod have been to the waste management. Um, before we get to the rundown, let's talk about the fun shit. So you're gonna show up, and uh, you're gonna drink a lot. You're probably going to eat unhealthy. You might get in your own rounds, but you're going to see a lot of wild shit while you're out there. Um, They have done some upgrades out there. 
So, Booga, you shared with me a picture um, where they, like, on the 16th hole, there was, like, a VIP lounge with couches and shit. Yeah, couches, the oval couches, like the restaurant bar uh, booth couches, like three or four of them. You can just chill and hang out. It was crazy. And then we had the concert venue the weekend before. Concert on the 16th hole, stage and all. Um, on the hole? On the on hole. The, like a, wow. On the tee box. <laughs> oh, on the tee box. Yeah. Okay. But so, still, yeah. I mean, that's some wild shit to put on a golf course. Yeah, a whole stage. Like, you had a concert. <laughs> it wasn't like mm. a little platform. Like, the big crane lights yeah. at the top and everything. It was wild. They're, they're delicate, man, about what they put on, on the grass, man. You know what I mean? So it's uh, There's, there's like, a big waste area between yeah. the tee boxes, the 16, God. and the actual, like, Short little fairway than the green, mm-hmm. so yeah, plenty of room to put that there. But yeah, I think I, I told you before, it's like it's like seventeen thousand people, man. It's it's ball arena. On, that play <laughs> on a golf course. Yeah, that's wild. And that's just one hole. Yeah, they got so many other things now. I mean, I we got to get back out there, man. It's it's so Next different year. now. Yeah, next year, next year, and we all know bands to make them dance. Bands to make them dance. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the waste management for you, you all that don't know that are listening, uh, big tournament in Phoenix is to open up the season. It's a fun tournament. It's a big party. Uh, imagine you getting all inclusive drinks, all you can drink, all you can drink, all you can eat, and uh, just a lot of people watching. Good times out there. A uh, lot of betting. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, three years ago in our in our box at the 16th, uh, just having a good time drinking and sipping and stuff. So um, what is your fondest memory at the waste for y'all that been there? So let's let's go with uh, Chocolate Twilight. Sure, <laughs> uh, listen to the club with a bottle of champagne. Uh, oh, OK. Yep. Putting all his business out in the street. Hey, and and that's how he walked to the Uber. He walked to the Uber shirtless, and he. I, was, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know you were shirtless. I had a coat I guess, on. I guess I was blacked before that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Booger. <laughs> I'm 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 torn from at the waist and haunt the girls with the wedges on. I'm letting them know how the shoe game is nice. Or the pizza spot where they was fighting and we was going to get our pizza. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yes, and I'm still trying to hide the girl in line, <laughs> but they was fighting right out the door. Yeah. So yeah, but the, I have to go with the pizza spot because that shit was wild. It was comedy. MD. I have I have so many fond memories of that place. Like falling down the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah. Behind Fall, a dumpster. Falling behind a stair. I wasn't behind a dumpster. It was just an alley in the back. Just needed some personal time. I think you were behind the dumpster. the moment. I mean, the no, police were out there, you, so of course I was behind call, a dumpster. I'm talking about when you would go call your girls, your kids, and you fell down the island stairs in the house. I wasn't going to call my kids. It was like one in the morning, and I was watching the Nuggets game on my phone walking down the stairs, and them shits weren't up to code. <laughs> your alcohol intake wasn't up the cold no man i was sleeping that whole trip so yeah i slipped down the stairs ass straight up in the air flat on my back 
I don't know what I don't know if I passed out or what. Go down to the couch, and like twenty minutes later, I thought nobody was there. Twenty minutes later, Booger comes down. What's up? Where the fuck were you when I tore the goddamn <laughs> stairs down? <laughs> Like you ain't come save me. I'm like, bitch, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, that was a good one. And then the distinct memory of I was five minutes away from going to sleep on the last trip, about 8:30 at night. And then Vish rises from the couch off of a sake binge, <laughs> like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> like, we got two Ubers that are gonna be here in 20 minutes. And I'm like, fuck. This fucker is notorious for sake, like like the Undertaker. This motherfucker like goes and drinks sake, and then will get up like the Undertaker and shit, and then just he be did, ready. Dude. To go. He came I up, he grabbed me by the throat, and next thing you know, champagne and yeah, sitting in a gutter. <laughs> <I've seen it. laughs> I do remember uh, E trying to wake me up to go catch my flight, <laughs> and I was like, I'll be fine, I'll be. Yeah, then I get fa- we're at we're at sixteen uh the next day and I'm getting Facebook messages from Vish. Yo, you know where my phone is? And he's back in Denver. <laughs> we're so like, I don't know what? where your phone is, bro. Wait, wait, how was he giving you Facebook messages without his phone? On his computer. He had to use a computer. He couldn't call me. I couldn't do anything. We're hitting me up neighbor had it. He dropped it in the gutter. Yeah, so and how he dropped it in the gutter. So we took the wildest Uber ride home I've ever been on in my life, I think. We stopped like twenty five times and then the Uber driver, I was the most sober and even I was still a little hammered. So when That's we get when we got to the house, he pulls up real fast and I was like, Man, I'm about to throw up. So I'm like <laughs> looking around. So I get out and run to the bush. I paint the bush in front of this house. <laughs> So I see Vish gets out the car. He must have got out and his phone fell into the the gutter or whatever. Yeah. Mike is crawling up the driveway to get into the house. <laughs> right. And we get into the house and the dudes that we were uh, hanging out with, all of them, we get in the house. They were like, what happened to you guys? Like it was like they saw someone like like zombies and shit. Right. <laughs> It was a bad night. Like it was, it was crazy. So then the lady was jogging in the morning at like five with her dog, and she saw Vicious phone in the gutter, and yeah. and found it for us. And then uh, we brought it back for Vish. So that's how he got his phone back. Janet Stingley. I'm gonna give a shout out to Janet Stingley because we're still Facebook friends. Like she found my phone, and you remember her? <laughs> yeah, man, we're Facebook buddies. She found my phone. Wow. Uh, Ali, uh, favorite memory at the waste? Well, <clears throat> I think it was our third night there. We're about to leave in the morning, and everybody was all fucked up, wasted. Like, Bug was, no, he wasn't going out. Mike said, Yeah, I'm calling it a night from falling down the stairs because he broke his back or something, something like that. And I tell E, like, Hey, let's go out, man. So we go out. Had a good time, killed some friends. On the way back, we couldn't find an Uber to, to get home. Oh, shit. So we started to walk home. It was like maybe like, I don't know, a mile, if that. Trying to get pizza just to get home to like sober up. And left and right, man, there's just people laid down. Just like laying down in the grass, passed the fuck out. 
Yeah. He couldn't even make it. No. He didn't make it. They were just laying down and like, Man, how much you all have to drink, man? But it just it was just surreal, you know, just seeing that stuff. You know, and we were pretty wasted too, man. Just like, jeez. So this was just at night, motherfuckers just out just there laying, night, yeah. and laying in the, but just pulling laying up in the grass. And and it was like street, Shameful. like we're Shameful. we're walking down, and there's people still hanging out like on the street, like it's like clubs. Well, we're like on the street corner, so people are out there just like looking at people, talking shit to each other, doing all this shit, and then you just see random people laying on the street. Laying in the gutter, in the grass and shit. We're like, whoa, this is crazy. Do they do they allow like vehicles and shit on these streets too? Yeah, there was live traffic <laughs> where we were. Wow. Now the crazy part is the the around where the clubs are, like that little piece of Scottsdale, old Scottsdale, like I guess is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, they have the clubs and the bars. They block everything off. But if you're trying to get an Uber, good luck. You're gonna have to walk forever. Yeah. I don't even know how we got an Uber to pick us up in the alley where we were at. <laughs> and, and sure. you know what's, what's crazy about that too is that I think we we saw two fights break up on that street, and it broke off. And you had to remind me next morning, like, oh yeah, there was a fight like standing next to the dude talking to the guys at his throwing punches. Like, like I don't remember talking to that cat. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, don't let it fool you like it's nighttime, daytime too. <laughs> when you walk to the front gate of waste management, depending on where you get dropped off by your Uber driver or cab, it's a long walk, and you see people laid out in well, the middle of the I, day at I six in the, the morning. I seen the one. I seen the one motherfucker. He was walking backwards, like everyone uh, was walking. Oh, yeah. Like cats is walking to the tournament, and this dude like was on the phone, and he could. He was so fucked up that he was walking <laughs> backwards. That's how it is. Yeah, I believe it. People get passed out in there. You have security picking their ass up and taking them out. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. So it's like it's kind of like going to a Red Rock show. It's like going to Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's Mardi Gras. It's it's yeah, not Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras. Without the beat. I've seen some pretty wild shit at Red Rocks. You, waste management is nothing like Red Rock, bro. I can promise you that. Oh, I, I I guarantee that. Just the just the amount of people and the amount of drunkness. I, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And you get titties out and yeah. ass out, yeah. face down, ass up. Yeah. That's the way we never mind. Yeah. I was mad I lost my Ray Bands. Over there on the uh, whole twelve with those Can- damn Canadians and stuff watching. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Tee off. Yeah. Um. No, nobody found them for you. You're not Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Man, don't ever take your sunglasses off, brother. <laughs> um. Give us a rundown of the course and everything, and then let's talk about our picks real quick. Yeah, man. Waste management. So it is at the TPC Scottsdale in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is a public resort. Good luck trying to get on if you don't know nobody. Uh, par of 71, uh, 7,266 total yards. And then this has a course rating of 73.4. This course was designed by Tom Weiskampf and Jay Morish. And, uh, you know, there's uh, we put a we put a link out here for the fellas and how you can kind of watch the the you know the the waste management um phoenix open this weekend um a lot of different ways man so i think that what do you guys think about the attention being put on covering a lot more of these tournaments well we need it the the thing that i really appreciate um the most is like last week's tournament was on uh espn so if you had espn plus 
you could watch all these holes, like features, like kind of like they have the Masters coverage. You can watch all these holes. That's how to do it. That's that's Paramount what we need. Did the same thing. Paramount did the same thing. Yeah, and so we we need that kind of action uh, for all these tournaments. And I actually think ain't, is this covered by ESPN too? I think they're covering this this tournament also. Uh, should be on uh, Golf, Golf Channel, Channel and yeah. NBC. Yep. CBS and Golf Channel. Okay. So good tournament, <clears throat> good time. Um. Let's talk about our picks. So it's a fun tournament, but some of these guys are will be playing serious, and they do play serious. Who are your picks to take the waste? Let's start with uh, MD. Uh, so Patrick Cantley. I mean, he's just still continuing doing what he's doing. So he'd be like the you know a top five odds guy that I would put in there, and then. The other two guys that I put in there more long shots would be Luke List. I think he's had like a seventh and a tenth place last couple rounds. Um, and then Andrew Putnam, uh, I think he finished seventh last year at this event. And I think he's got a sixth place, or he finished sixth place at the Farmers, I think. Um, so, yeah, those, those are my three picks. Okay, let's go Chocolate Twilight. I think I was going to go with Zach Johnson just to see what he would do. Okay. Um, I've always been a fan of Finau as well. See if Tony can pull one out. Okay. I'll put money on Zach Johnson for a top 10 finish. I can see that. Like it. Booger. Um, I was thinking about this, and not, Xander plays well here. Xander does. He yep. plays real well here. And so that's my top pick. I think Bubba Watson's tuning up to have a a pretty okay year, so I think he's going to play well here too. And but the sixteenth always scares him, so I have him up there. And my sleeper is uh, Fitzpatrick. Mm. Okay. All right, Ali. Well, <clears throat> I mean, if uh, if Bryson was playing, I'll pick him up first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was thinking about John Ram though. Um, that you no, know, he was probably going to be my top three. And yeah. looking at Cantley, and I think Jordan might place in the top five, but I would say Cantley, Speed, Ram. Okay. I think Ram's the favorite, isn't he? He's like the odds favorite. He is the yeah. odds favorite because he's uh, he's he's in the top rankings right now. So yeah, he's he's top. He's like seven and a half to one. Yeah. Shug, your picks. I'm gonna go Hideki. Oh, I like, Hideki. I like it. I like that dude. I, you know me, man. FedEx I Cups eight. leader. Yeah, that's that's my. Those are I love the way those guys swing and their attention to detail and focus, man. Um, I also gotta say, I think I think Brooks. You know, let's let's see that let's uh let's see what that blonde hair do out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh. Uh, Cantelay for me. I, I I definitely, as I said earlier, I think that guy is on a mission. I like it. So uh, John Rom is no surprise. He's out there. Um, he's had a lot of top uh, ten finishes out there. Um, but since his uh, tie for five in 2015, he's only finished 16th, 11th, 10th, and 9th, and 13th. 
but he is uh, at the top there. So uh, I don't think no, it fits his eye. That's why it doesn't fit his eye. Yeah. So not there. I'm going with JT. Uh, he's he's played well there. He he scores pretty well there and pretty low. Um, and he seems like he's getting in his groove. Uh, add a little Jordan speed to that. Just coming in. Uh, he played well last week. Gets to have a little fun this week and do his thing. And then I had Brooks in there too. Um, Brooks could actually play well there. It just depends on how wasted him and his uh, fiance get because they like to party and it's a party time. <laughs> so what nights are they going to party to where he can make the cut or not? So that's my decision there. So you pick JT. Is that JT Poston? Uh, uh, no, that's uh, Justin Thomas. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just clarifying. So, uh, some. With or without Polo? Uh, is, I think he's still without. So, we'll, we'll see. Sucks. But, uh, let's roll over to the ladies. Hey, ladies. How are you? All right. Uh, hey. Run down the, uh, women's drive on championship for us, Shug. Uh, this was a tournament that happened in Fort Myers, Florida. Took place last weekend. It was a pretty good tournament, I believe. I didn't get to I watched some of the highlights. I didn't get to watch any of the tournament, but um Leona McGuire took the tournament with a uh the good score here. Uh minus eighteen. And there is some there's some bread issues here. We talk about this a lot for the ladies, <laughs> but she's only getting two hundred and twenty five K for this win. Yikes. Um it's it's a it's a lot of bread, but you know, come on man. These these ladies need a lot more money. They're out here doing. Um, they're out here doing a lot of different things with uh, golf balls that you know you don't really see on other tours, man. These these ladies are out here crushing drives and hitting great shots and and putting, you know, to save you know save what we would most of us consider, you know, we ain't saving, you know. So these ladies are out here putting a lot of good work in, man, and they deserve more money. That's all I'm saying. True. Uh, good so I guess that raises the question then, Reg. How do you get more sponsors? Bigger right. sponsors. You got to build the culture, man. You got to make it. Uh, you got to make it a. You just got to. You got to find a way to bring the right people to the game. It's it's the same. This is. I feel like women's golf is going through this, and and maybe it's not the same exact path, or you know things that we're dealing with. But I feel like they're struggling because a lot of people aren't there. They they discredit the game. <clears throat> They don't really feel like the women's golf is worth watching, which I would disagree with. And I think when, you know, you look at we look at people of color who don't want to get into golf, some people are just saying, okay, well, I'm not going to get into it because there's a stigma with it. I think, you know, the ladies golf is dealing with a stigma as well. And that's, you know, I think until until you get more people that can drive more money into it, I think that, that that's that's the way to fix it. I don't. I think there's not enough people know about it because they don't. You don't think about women's golf because the women are just as good as men, and we we've, right. we've seen players who are just as good as men when they play. But I just don't think when better. Yeah, I think women think. I mean, people think golf. They look at golf, and and you have to figure out a time when golf got big. You focus on Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, so you weren't looking at women's golf like that. But I think women are coming along. I'm, you got the quarter sisters are just killing it. Um, Suwi Kim killing it. All, so I think it'll get bigger, faster than like WNBA. 
But yeah, I, it's going to grow quick. Well, keep swinging them, ladies. We love it. Uh, we have the HSBC Women's Championship, which is March 3rd, uh, 3rd through the 6th. Uh, give us a rundown of that, Shug. It'd be a good tournament. Uh, this is what we're talking about here. There's some some better bread out there. It's a $1.7 million purse and $500. I mean, not $500. Damn, I've just got money on the mind. <laughs> 500 CME Glow Points, uh, which goes big time for trying to get that championship at the end of the year. This is at the Sentosa Golf Club um, in Singapore, and this is in Tengjong. Um, it's the Tengjong course <laughs> in Singapore. So, you know, should be good out there. Um, I believe some of this will be actually covered on the on the Golf Channel. Um, <clears throat> so check check the Golf Channel for that for that tournament. Uh, so you know, what do you guys think about this tournament um, being overseas? And you know, there's a lot of international players that that be out there balling. Well, the international players are going to want to show out, and this is kind of like home turf. This is a big deal for them. Um, but the U.S. ladies are, like, looking to come in and make their mark on this also. Um, so it should be a good tournament. I agree. I agree. I think when the ladies play in Europe, the international field is like kind of like the Riders' Cup and all that stuff. They could get something to prove when the Americans come over, so – they're going to put up a different game, but uh, the people I choose for this one is going to be American. So I, I, Daniel Kane's really going to win this one, I think. So, but yeah. Oh, I like that. Hasn't it been a Korean that's won it like three out of the last four times or something like that? Uh, yeah. I believe Ho Yo, Ho Ju Kim won yeah. in 2021. Yeah. That's right. And then you had, there was uh, another year after that, there was another, there's another Asian player. Um, for, so I think, I think you're right, Vish. I think it was the last three. Yeah. Um, you know, and let me see here. Yeah. It was, um, Sung Hoon Park and then Michelle Wee in 18 was the last one. Cause you know, he had that COVID year or whatever. That's right. That's right. So <clears throat> last four, <throat> last five, shit, <laughs> six. Michelle Wee's six. from the States. But still, uh, man, yeah. she's, of yeah, she's California, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Michelle Wee's from the state. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if you count California as a part of the country, like, wow, I'm just saying, I, I, what I said was what I said was Asian players on tour. <laughs> oh, okay. <Listen. laughs> Chocolate Tw- Twilight was talking about native country women winning yeah, that. Got to start World War, man. This shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> World War is happening anyway. That's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, and I think whether you're talking about the HSBC or the, the drive-on championship, you know, I, I look at all any other of the female sports that are out there that have been successful, and the one that comes to mind that's been the most successful is probably U.S. women's soccer, right? Um, and I think we talked about this last season – in this particular space, it, it would be hard to get American pride around golf because a lot of people don't even watch men's golf, right? So you're not going to get the same kind of draw with the women's game, and you're not going to also be able to get that, that U.S. pride, if you will, like we had with the U.S. women's soccer team. So it's probably going to take someone, the likes of a Tiger Woods, but a female version of the Tiger Woods that the sport can really put out there. The same thing happened with basketball, right? Like it, it took a Michael Jordan – 
you know, you had Magic, you had Larry Bird, but it was still a very, when those guys were playing, it wasn't as pervasive as it was when Michael, Michael took the reins of that, of, of the league. I think women's golf is going to need that same thing. Something you can put out there that people can call them by the name, see them in commercials, see them in movies, um, and get to draw that direction. So then I, I think you're going to struggle with, you're going to struggle with getting sponsors and you're not going to get the paydays. Um, regardless of what kind of product they put on the field, which is unfortunate. And I, I, I have to kind of disagree with that analogy because when it came to magic and all those commercial and sponsorships were a whole lot different. So yeah. that's only, so that's the only reason it's different. It's just the people that were watching it then and the times and times have changed. You talk about Annika Sorensen, huge for golf, for women's golf, huge <laughs> for women's golf. And Michelle, Wee was huge for women's golf. Um, Brooks Henderson, huge for women's golf. I just think the sponsorships come with more visibility, not because it was what it was then and what it is now. You figure when it comes to women's golf, it's new. It wasn't, a, you got to figure just like it's new to black people. We weren't allowed to play that sport. <laughs> so that's why I think it's, it's catching up a little bit, but it's faster than like WNBA is to NBA. Because what I will- different kind of money. What I will say, one thing is, you know, that I think seeing it in the Olympics, I think put it on a global scale. And I think if you continue to see that, you'll probably see more people take an interest. I mean, I'll tell you, man, I don't know if anybody's – I mean, I don't really, you know, watch all of the Winter Olympics. But the one thing I know that people talk about is that curling shit. And all it took was – all it took was one, one U.S. victory – you know, for, for them to kind of win the gold in curling. And now there's a curling club here in Denver. It's huge. They actually have places that you can go and and do it. So I think it's, it's, I think that you're going to see people just only kind of take off as they see kind of new sports and they're going to try new things. Don't get it twisted, Reg. I think it was like, it was either eight or 12 years ago, the women's curling team put out a calendar (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. They, yeah that's what actually garnered people looking because they're like dang they look like that in curling i don't know what y'all do in colorado but we ain't got no curling team in san diego <laughs> so but i will i mean i will tell you man it like has become like a, and it's just not here i've heard other like we i mean i work for a winter company. winter states Kind of. I mean, but still, man, you 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 see it in different places. Like they were talking about one in Florida and shit, though. Curling? Yes. Oh, OK. I believe it. everywhere. Shit, if you can build if you can build a place to go skiing in a inside, like I think in China, they have a place where you can actually go and ski. Yeah. It's a, if inside. you build it, they'll come. Exactly. If you build it, they'll come. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. You guys have any favorites? I think you said you, you you're on the Danielle Kang train, Bug. Anybody anybody Daniel else? Kang, Daniel Kang or MB Park. That's what I got. Okay. What about Lexi Thompson? Oh, good question. I think she's she's still strong up there for sure. And she had a few top five finishes this past few times that at least I've seen this past few months. So don't count her out yet. And I don't know if the quarter sisters are in it, but I think they they're both of them are. Too. Yep, both they're, they're of them. They're on my list always, too. So <laughs> Can't go wrong against them. I think one person who actually does really good, um, Danielle Kang, um, 
uh, Lydia Cole. You can't, you can't, you know, she, she always be on it, man. And then, um, I think a, a past winner is, is not too far to, you know, out of the question either. So like an NB park, somebody like that who can go out there and, and definitely take over a tournament. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Danielle Kang. Um, you know, I like what she's doing, but, uh, the quarter sisters are always the sleepers to me. Uh, let's see if they make some, and then Patty, Tavatonicit. Yeah. She always be placing up there. So you just wanted to say that shit. I did because I've been practicing that shit. (laughs) But she's solid though. Look at the money she's won. I mean, she is solid. She's definitely solid, solid earner. Yes, indeed. Um so that wraps it up for for ladies golf. Uh March third through sixth. Uh this weekend. Make sure you get out there and watch the waste. It should be fun. Uh, to start your weekend off going into the Super Bowl and then right into Valentine's where we love. Okay. Um, let's get into our diversity story and topic of the week. Sure. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about uh, this. Uh, there's a video out there where they kind of had a, there was a discussion, panel discussion uh, by a lot of, you know, high influential folks within the golf industry. Um, you had people of all colors on this call, which I thought was a good way to approach the conversation and, and talking about all the different things that um, and measures that are being taken to kind of improve, um, you know, golf, um, you know, golf's perception with diversity and inclusion. And, and how do you, how are we bridging the gap uh, for, for young golfers that, that, you know, look like a lot of us on this call, man. Um, I thought it was a great conversation. Um, I think we need to continue that conversation. Um, and there's a lot of different things that are out there and you gotta, you gotta, you know, and, and one of the guys we've had on this show, um, Ty, shout out to Ty. Shout out. Um, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, we have to find ways to, to bring it, you know, bring the, bring culture to it and, and make it a part of the culture. So I, you know, I appreciate the the thoughts and the sentiments there. Um, what did you guys think? It's just, it's I think this past, I think this past, uh, AT&T Pro-Am that brought in, like, those rappers into the game kind of helps bring a little bit of mainstream general folks like us who are, like, you know, I'll say label as urban folks into understanding, like, you know, what the game's all about. Like, you know, when Scuba Q was, one of his interviews was saying, like, you know, he enjoyed how he understand like he had bad shots, he had good shots, and he knew how he had to like refocus his mind. And actually, he used that same ideology with his life, and it's helped them develop differently. So I think if you can relate that to some other kid that's like looking at golf like this elite thing, but say like, oh yeah, someone like Scuba Q or average guy like us can play the game and you know and uh, and enjoy it, then that'll be fun for me also. I- I think golf is a little bit different than any other sport when it comes to diversity, because when you think of like basketball, football, and we talked about this on y'all's podcast, red cup boys and seeing diversity, the players on the field is different from management coaches, ownership. Golf is different because it's an individual sport. So I think it's more up to the parents and finding those avenues for their kids, because we think first of basketball and football for our kids and baseball, but Golf is not one of those sports where somebody can hold you back except for yourself. There's no ownership that can tell you, well, you can't be number one because you're black. 
because you just go out and do it. <laughs> so diversity comes from us teaching our generational stuff to say, okay, yes, this is cool for us. I, I didn't play start playing golf because of a rapper. Didn't care. Golf is big because we all play it and other people of our colors and different genres played it. And the connections we build with other cultures and races play it too. And we get out there and play. We just have to put that into our, into that to our kids and say, go do it. I, I think, go ahead, MD. I was just going to say, I mean, I understand what Bug is saying, but um, I, I know when we were growing up, it just wasn't something that was on your radar. Yep. So you can say it's up to the parents or whatever, but it's just not on a lot of people's radar. Yeah. And so I was listening to that, that, that interview and I can't remember which guy was saying it, but you know, he was, to me, he was kind of patting himself on the back or patting the industry on themselves, you know, on their back saying, well, we're, we're dumping, you know, $750,000 into all these programs, which not a small amount of money. But when you say, when you think of that as a countrywide effort, what is $750,000 in a hundred different communities trying to, you know, build a game where it's just not on anyone's radar. You know, I, I think about what we did as kids, we had nothing to do. So in the afternoons we go to boys and girls club. And so I just did a quick search. I was like golf programs at boys and girls club, nothing. There's nothing right now that you can, they have programs that are golf related. You know what they do have a bunch of charity tournaments where it doesn't bring kids into the game. It builds money to give kids in all these other different programs, but it's not actually cultivating the game itself. Right. And so that money would be better served in introducing the game somewhere rather than just raising general funds, you know. You bring up you bring up a good point. I think it is it is about exposure and I'm going to give you guys a, uh, an example here. So like the NFL, right? The NFL has has a certain market. They have a large market. So they've been trying to go after the female population because of the way they've been advertising with the with the with the clothing lines and the and and trying to bring more females into football, which I think is smart. And then, you know, I think about and these are just little things that they're doing, right? So I look at I look at the the way that they market towards kids. So during very important games like the Super Bowl and some of the playoff games, they've had a simulcast on on Nickelodeon. So they're going out and doing extreme things to pull in different fan base. And I think if golf, if if golf was smart, golf has been a very uh, a very niche and you know a very niche sport for a long time. So if it's not if it's not your thing, you're really not going to get into it. But you got to find a way to bring people into it. Um, but I do think one thing that's also helping is sports betting. I think sports betting is actually bringing more people into the world of golf because there are periods of time when there is no football. The basketball is weak and, you know, college basketball is, you know, gearing up towards, towards the tournament. So a lot of people, you know, they're, they're the sports betting, I think, ha, you know, brings a whole new element to everything. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about the sports betting part, but, I know golf has first tee, and I think people of our community need to be more involved in first tee. So it brings that diversity, and they're trying, but they're not doing enough. Like the PGA brought in first tee and to the minority communities and stuff like that, and 
like Mike said, $750,000. It's it, That's nothing compared to golf money. Because you're not playing golf for less than $45, $50 a round. That's at a shitty course. <laughs> so they have a lot of money, but we need those big name people. Jordan plays golf every fucking weekend. Why are you not promoting this first tee? Charles Barkley, I, Steph Curry, all these people. Put your money into first tee so you bring those people in. But Steph, I would say Steph Curry's doing other things. There's, some of these guys are doing other things. That I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I would disagree with you when you're talking about sports betting because I don't know how many of you, um, but there is a daily show called Daily Wager, which millions of people are watching on a regular basis. Where but they that's gambling. But I, I, I know it, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'm telling you, Boog, is they're trying to go after everyone. If you're trying to get everyone to, to focus on the game, that one of the best ways that you can do it is bring somebody into a betting situation because then they're going to say, oh, okay, well, now they're going to start watching golf. So what do you think is going to happen? There's going to be a domino effect. Okay, it, well, now I'm not only watching golf, I'm going to go play it myself. It's, it's not because if you just watch the story on uh, HBO, uh, Brian Gumbel's uh, whatever it's called, sports betting has been going on in uh, Europe for a while now with the soccer team, club teams. They've added, they've jumped their uh, rehab program for betting 100% from it was a year ago because people were gambling all their money away. That, that's, we're talking about kids getting into it and bringing I mean, it to- I, I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is like we're, we're talking about bringing more exposure to golf and bringing more people into it. And I, I think all of this is part of it. That's all I'm saying. That's no, all I'm saying. No, I, I agree to disagree. I'm, I'm, I feel you. But gambling has nothing to do with you playing it. Just because you gamble doesn't mean you're going to play it. A lot of people gamble on basketball and football. They don't play it. Their kids, they're they're not betting on their kids. They're just going to say, okay, can are the Rams going to win this weekend? <laughs> and I just bet $50,000 or robbed money from my wife or a college fund to cover my bets and try and make that up again. I'm not that you're talking extreme cases. I'm just talking about Overall gambling has nothing talking to do about with a life. Do you talking about a lifetime movie? <laughs> I'm talking about overall gambling has nothing to do with bringing your kids. You're not bringing your kids in because one day you're going to bet on him too. <laughs> no, I think just the, I guess maybe more back on the topic of is how do you sustain it? Right. I, I don't know if betting does that or not. I certainly believe that children or getting children to the game adds to it. Um, but, I, but I think at the core of this, the situation here for all of us is like for years and years and years, people of color just didn't feel welcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that changes in a generation, right? It takes generation after generation after generation of people being more comfortable. Uh, I think Eric talked about still, uh, at the very beginning of the, of the podcast, certainly his work. And bringing folks into the game helps that uh, in that particular space. But don't get it twisted, right? What is what was the the numbers being shouted out there for the NFL this week? Seventy percent of the athletes in the NFL are black. Only one black coach in the NFL right now. Two, um, two now. Three. Well, three now after after the weekend. But still, I think the, the the point of it is is folks don't feel comfortable. They don't feel like they're going to be accepted for who they were. They just got. In the last, I don't know, five, ten years, not even ten years, last five years or so, a place where even homosexuals could feel more comfortable uh-huh. in the NFL. Yep. 
right? It's just it's a it's a closed off it's a closed off mentality both in golf, football, basketball broke it out with the likes of Allen Iverson saying, "Nah, man, I'm I'm a bring I'm a bring culture into the game, and y'all are gonna have to accept it if you want to keep watching it." Well, that's, that's what I'm how saying. folks get comfortable, and and that's what the, that's what some of the points that they were talking about on on the you know on on the discussion too is that finding ways to bring more people so that way that they can they can um you know they they can have a career in golf right so how do you get someone to have a job that can that they can build a career in that and i think that was one of the points that they were mentioning on on the discussion too is you know you know making it full circle not only about bringing people into the game making sure that you get everyone from kids on the way you know all up through all ages but making sure that they that people can can thrive on this and they can bring other people into it and bring their skill set to work for them, you know, for for the right reasons for the game. Yeah, and like Chopper said, I think that's generational because uncomfortability. But like us, we all play, so our kids are going to be exposed to that. If they play or don't play, at some point they're going to at least try. And if mm-hmm. they like it or don't like it, but then at the same token. If they stop playing, they still have those clubs in the garage. Their kids are going to see the club like, oh, you play golf? I did for a while, but it is what it is. Oh, can I try? Yes. And that's encouraging them on and on. So we bring up that generational knowledge for kids going further and further and our kids and their kids and their kids. And I think that's more of a point of emphasis in presenting the sport to kids is, you know, you think about all the other sports and what's the goal? The goal is to get really good at this college scholarship. And if you're lucky, you know, you get to play in the pros with golf. It needs to be taught that this is a lifetime thing for you. You know, this is something that you can do your, your whole life and you get so much benefit out of it. Um, One other thing that they were talking about that, you know, we, we live in a world of, of influencers now. And so I really like the things that, I mean, Callaway with, with Roger Steele, you know, going out and, you know, making him a big part of what they're doing. I think that's huge. Um, I think Cleveland's got uh, Jake Hutt on board, you know, who does all the instructional videos. And so I think they're, you know, the companies are at least driving more creative ways to, you know, reach people, which I think is good. And it's, you know, it's going to be the companies driving that more so than, golf establishment itself um but yeah i think that like i mean the roger still thing is real cool you know they put him on what, like an 18 week series or something that he's doing yeah it's pretty dope and, yeah so that's gonna be nice mike you might have just hit it on the head there you know how you make it more sustainable is that you show them the money if there if there is untapped cash in the underrepresented communities that they can bring into the game callaway can sell more Exactly clubs and top flight yeah. can sell more balls. That'll that'll get it sustainable. Yeah, I know when I worked at Lampkin, we used to take the rips that were just like a little off. Nothing was wrong with them, but like the Lampkin was to the side a little bit. And we would go ahead and donate them to low-income uh, schools. So, And we'd team up with TaylorMade and Callaway and Cobra, any kind of club that had like a little niche and donate those. So Kids who couldn't afford clubs would be able to get clubs and grips and play golf because we all know how much clubs cost. Yeah. Well, we, we do. And, 
And I was thinking about this the other day, like with my son, I got him a, a set of clubs, which, um, you know, not the cheapest thing, but, you know, they were, they were 250 bucks, which, you know, not everyone has 250 bucks. But when you compare that to the other sports that you are going to participate in at that age, it's not that much different. <laughs> I mean, because it used to be like, I mean, all these sports schools used to provide stuff. But with schools being so strapped, yeah, no more. You got to buy your own shit now to to play high school football or play, you know, whatever. So booster fund, so you can get yeah, your own. Yeah, pack. exactly. <laughs> so it's it's not that much different, you know. It's not like you know you're you're going and spending thousands of dollars on clubs and you're playing football for free. You know, it's it's there's a balance there where I don't think the the, the roadblock is as significant as we kind of imagine. Yeah, and it's getting the kids out early. Like, we get our kids out early for basketball and football. We don't get them out early for golf. I mean, like, all of us, when did we start playing golf? Late. Exactly. And I, I think you're, I think that's a good point. I think one, you gotta, you gotta try to expose your kids. I mean, I'm a firm believer that just let them try different things. You know, let them try soccer, let them, let them try basketball, let them try. I mean, tennis, I mean, you never know what's, you never know what you're going to be good at until you give it a shot. Golf, you know, um, you know, the younger you are, the more advantage you have because you'll, you'll be able to grow into your swing over time. You know, a lot of us, you know, that that started later, you have to learn a swing when your body is, has been built to play all these different other sports forever. Yeah. I know like our family, Johnson's, we are mandatory two sport athletes in high school elementary school middle school high school and out of all those sports golf was never told to us right we had a couple of cousins who played and stuff but we're thinking wrestling basketball football baseball yeah a lot of people see it as like leisure yeah like luxurious you know like golf pga senior tour that's one of like baseball you can play that shit forever (laughs) so we need well, to get our people into it. That was great discussion. Um, get more folks into to golf and uh, let's do it. Women, children, people of color. Let's let's get to it. Open up your mind and the rest will follow. Um, before we get to the front. Vogue, line, man. Oh, yeah. You, you picked up the in vogue, huh? In vogue, my brother. You're going to say free your mind, your ass will follow. Well, that, uh, that's, that is you, Vish. That's you. That's the chocolate twilight. Yeah, chocolate right. twilight. It's on that booty. Golf. The ball will follow, not your ass. Yeah. Uh, this front nine is brought to you by Golf Gents. Golf Gents has the dopest golf gear for the weekend golfer. Golf Gents has an awesome master's line, an awesome wasted line, and some of the dopest golf lids. So head over to golfgents.com for your casual weekend golf gear. So, the front nine this week, and we'll just make it the all nine overall. Uh, let's it's Super Bowl weekend, and uh, hey, Football. yes, sir, uh, Super Bowl time. So, uh, let's talk about your favorite Super Bowl memory, or if you have a memory that sticks out to you, real quick. Uh, before we get to our hating on. So, uh, Chocolate Twilight, favorite Super Bowl memory? Uh, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Uh-oh. 
like DVR was brand new. We must have rewound that like 10 times while the grandparents were sitting on the couch. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, great Super Bowl memory. Yeah. Great like, Super Bowl memory. Like, like the Shakira halftime show, the, you know, a couple years back, too. Uh, <laughs> Booga, favorite Super Bowl I, memory? I, I don't even know how to come back to that one, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> because you showed us your nipples earlier, so I'm just saying, like, but why you it wasn't the, I, let me just say it wasn't the same. The wasn't the same, man, as Janet. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't evoke any sort of rewind with with my TV. Only like, because she has a bigger cup size. That's it. But <laughs> I had a stomach <laughs> malfunction when I saw that. Let's go to the. Let's go to the. Yeah. What was your memory, sir? <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a favorite memory because I, I just love football. But uh, the Janet thing, yes. Um, Atlanta, the the meltdown was comical, <laughs> so that was good too. They lost their power. Yeah, they, the the meltdown was comical. So I mean, just football overall. That yes, that was good. The Broncos winning. I got to give it to them. The Terrell Davis years, Terrell Davis years, because we've been to the club many times and I got mistaken for him for some odd reason. But we got free <clears> drinks, so it don't matter. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I'll roll with that. Hey, we should try it again. We, we, we can probably roll with it now, yeah, because older, too. Uh, I got a jersey. Dar- Darren Gowski, your favorite memory. <laughs> you can't wear your own jersey. Yeah, it's, uh, not, it's not tight. Whitney Houston no. National Anthem. Yes, indeed. Uh, not Roseanne Barr? Whoa. Shit. <laughs> hey, that was soulful, Mike. I you can't know. believe you just ruined my, my moment with that. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Something as beautiful as that, and you throw that. Ali. Yes, so I apologize. Ali, you got one? I'll, I'll probably say, well, I think this is a bad example for me, or way of making examples, is that it always involved things that uh, involve pain, I guess. So, uh, Whoa. I think I think uh, one was my Raiders losing to Chucky in Tampa Bay. Oh. Yes, and, I was gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Tuck rule. once again lost money on that one and a lot of dignity that that whole time too. Mm. And then I'll and say, brother, this, hold on, brother. But every time you tell, this is supposed to be like a, a, all your memories is bad, dude. Yeah, I told you, man. You <laughs> had a rough life. Don't you got any good memories, man? No, man. It's not. It's like the the good times are not as memorable as the bad ones. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> because the rain's been good one, in a long time. <laughs> uh, my second one, I would probably say, was the the uh, halftime show with the weekend and him running through whatever Todd is running through almost gave me a uh, nausea a little bit. I was like, what <laughs> in the hell was this halftime show, man? But that was the first halftime ever. And you just proved you have a terrible history of life. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. My top two right there. Shug. Oh, Jesus. Oh man! So I will tell you, um, the the first two Super Bowls for me, man, were the Denver one was that was pretty dope. Um, I do remember the ones that we lost, so I, I kind of 
feel what you're saying, Ali, in, in terms of, you know, you, you don't really can't enjoy the good without the bad. Um, and I saw a lot of bad. We got blown out in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, the first one when we won against Green Bay, it meant a lot to me because my mom was a Green Bay fan. So rest in peace to my mother. I love you. But I will tell you, man, that the here's what I'm going to say, man. Her and I would go at it against our football teams. And I remember, man, um, when when uh, the week between the Super Bowl, she's like, I'm not going to talk to you this week. My mom was real with it. She was like, I'm not going to talk to you. She told me, I want you to know that your insurance is due on Tuesday and make sure you pay it (laughs) and good luck to your team on Sunday. And that's basically the kind of conversation she had with me about the Super Bowl. You sure you got a Johnson? (laughs) That's why I love my mom because she was so passionate about her team. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't talk to her about Green Bay because if you went against Green Bay, man, it was going to be a long conversation for for you. But did you hear what you said? You said the the best Super Bowl was – when the Broncos beat Green Bay, yeah, because my mom was a Green Bay fan, but rest in peace. Yeah. I'm like, no, I mean, no, because I mean, my mom just passed a couple years ago. I'm just saying, rest. I know, in peace. I know. I mean, so, but I mean, that she was such a passionate fan, and and her and I always had a good dialogue around, you know, when the Broncos would play the Packers. I remember there was a time when um, it was right after the Broncos. Um, actually, I'm trying to think when the it might have been at the year after the Packers won the Super Bowl. Um, my mom knew someone that worked in the Packers organization. And so we actually went to a game. I actually have a football that was, I have a Packers football from that game um, because they, they gave it to my mother. So like, to me, like I, the football memories of my family for me go back a lot and they, they're more sentimental and they mean a lot to me. Um, but I think, you know, Super Bowl 50 was a, another for me was over the top dude. Um, when I saw, uh, you know, Cam Newton getting ghosted by Vaughn, dude. That was I couldn't tell you how how amped I was for for that game. So for me it was just all the Super Bowl victories. All of the above there. I'll share that. I'll be quick. Uh the Whitney Houston thing stuck out to me. Uh that was great. I do remember that. Um all the Super Bowls. I remember uh, the Atlanta Super Bowl, because most of our household was rooting, not my household, but college roommates and shit like that were rooting for uh, Atlanta. And I somehow ended up in the street in my boxers because the Broncos won. It was a good ass time. <laughs> was um, it waste management time? Uh, no. It, you yeah. Uh, hey, were, you at, were you at my house for the Janet Jackson one? Uh, I probably could have been at your house for the Janet Jackson one when we said, is is that a nipple? It, was that her nipple? <laughs> it's a nipple. So no, I have no, a question. No, no, no. I have a question. Good. Has anybody ever been to a Super Bowl game? No. I want to go. Have you? Uh, yes, 2008. Okay. Oh. Who who uh, who was in that one? Arizona and, and Atlanta. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was just asking, is it's not like waste management. But oh, wait yeah. a minute. It was who? Arizona was there. Well, no, I'm sorry. Wasn't Super Bowl, but the NFC championship. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. big, though. That's, That's big time, too. Yeah. Shit, those games ain't no joke. I've been to – so I've been to um, – let's see, one, two, three. The AFC championship been to here three, in Denver, right? Yeah, I've been to three AFC championships here in Denver. I've been to one AFC championship. Yeah, was it Broncos uh, Steelers? No. Yeah, that was yeah. the one. Broncos Steelers. I think I've been to a Broncos Patriots one. 
the Patriots, and then we also had one against. I'm trying to think the. There we have uh, another one against this the Steelers here. They beat us. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our uh, front nine. Good Super Bowl memories. Make sure you go watch the Rams of LA take on the Bengals of Cincinnati. Uh, should be should be a good 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 time. If you want to hear picks from it, listen to the Red Cup Boys. Uh, we'll be making picks, our final Super Bowl picks on that show. So, uh, it's the favorite time of the show. Um, people seem to love to hear us bitch about things, so it is. Man, what are we hating on this week? We haven't done this in a while, um, so uh, just get it off your chest. Try to be quick. Um, Cause I know people are going to be bitching and talking about, Hey, you guys record long and everything. And, and we're just getting back. So just enjoy this flavorful podcast that we're delivering to you. Or if not, you can get these nuts. Okay. All right. So let's, let's go. Uh, Ali, what are you hating on this week? Ah, man. I'm just happy for life. And how's he gonna go inverse on this shit wow. Wow. you have the worst memories of life and now you're just happy about life Shut the fuck can up. you follow directions <laughs> <laughs> hey man what I'm hating on right now are those damn potholes on this goddamn Colorado streets man cause I almost my mom popped a tire late at night I had to go help her fix it Oh shit! on the side of the highway that was some BS man so Fix them down potholes. Yeah. Feel that. Booger. This dude came out. Okay. He said, we talked about best memories on Super Bowls, and he had nothing but hateful memories. We go to fucking hate, and he goes to potholes in the street. I can't fuck with him. But <laughs> I'm, I, I, my daughter got home today. I picked her up from the airport from college. She's here from the sixth, from today, from the ninth to the 20th. Then she goes back to Hawaii. I'm hating on her selfish, greedy, sorry ass. So I told her to pick up my favorite cookies in Hawaii down in Waikiki, and she couldn't do that because she's talking about, oh, you didn't remind me. Uh, oh. I didn't, you didn't remind me to pay your rent on your apartment in Hawaii. Oh, what the fuck yikes. wrong with you? Get your <laughs> shit right. Then I'm hating on, mind you, I picked her up from the airport at 3.05 for flight landed. Tell me why this heifer was out the house at 345 going to hang out with her friends instead of her dad. <laughs> fuck your couch and fuck them kids. Uh, welcome oh. to being a parent, brother. Oh, I know. I know, but I'm still saying fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. Man, you were mad about them cookies, dog. Can you? Bruh, these motherfuckers uh, are so good. They were like little pineapples and they got like the little butter cookies. Uh, never mind. I'm going to bring y'all some when I come out there. Okay. Mm. You gonna go to Hawaii to get him? Sounds yeah, so I'm gonna go back in March to pack up her whole, her uh, apartment to gotcha. bring her back. Man, okay, uh, MD. Oh my bad. I'm sorry, MD. Oh. Fuck oh. them kids. Oh shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple quick hitters. Uh, price of flights. Hating on that shit. Yep. Trying to find a couple flights to tournaments in Florida. And it's for spring break, and they are just robbing me. Um, golf fitters went to True Spec over the winter break. Those guys trying to rob me. Uh, 
Who else is trying to rob me? Oh, these tea times. Mm. So all of these, uh, it's hard to get tea times, you know, so you got to get up at midnight to book for, you know, 16 fellas and everyone's changing their policies to accommodate the public to 7 PM booking. Well, mm. that's, that's great now, but now it's going to be more difficult for, you know, the true warriors that stay up till midnight to get these times at 7 PM, this shit's going to fly off the shelves and we're going to be sitting on our ass trying to, you know, play these little shit munis. Yeah. Welcome. These nuts. Uh, Vish, Chocolate Twilight, what you got? Yeah, you know, I don't have hate in my heart, so it's kind of hard to come up with something that I'm hating on. Maybe I just dislike strongly tax season. Getting all my crap together to do taxes, that's no fun. Have your shit together be, as an accountant, have your shit together the whole year. Can, so we just send, about it. can we just send our shit to you and you do it for us? Whoa! No, no, I, no. Oh man, thank you. No, because y'all, y'all motherfuckers have extra. Thank you very much. You're supposed I appreciate to help it. people. I got supposed you. to help your people, Wait. boy. Didn't you get no. some new clubs? I did, but that hey, I pay. I had to pay you for them. I, I paid for shipping. It's a tax write off. <laughs> Goodness, shipping costs a lot going to Colorado. Winter storms. Mm. True. Shug, what you hating on this week? You should have just had a pink tail out here. You would have came out here and you would have just had a, it would have been, you know, a, a plane fare. Yikes. Your hard knock dues are not deductible. <laughs> they will be deducted from your bank account. That is it. Well, hopefully one of these seasons, y'all motherfuckers be paying me. Uh, no. Right, we're gonna find out. No, nope. not if you already stretching for your back and you already hey, play. hey, man, if you ain't stretching, something wrong with you because you're gonna get up one of these days and your body gonna tell you, fuck you, we're gonna be like, fuck your couch. And y'all, are- I ain't gotta get ready because I stay ready. All right, man, I don't want to hear it. And y'all, are, so, y'all are already paid me. The champ uh, is here. Well, all right, <laughs> sorry, okay. So, what I'm hating on, um, be real, real, uh, real, real, uh, straight with folks. Is dumb motherfucking drivers, man. You know, I feel like we've we have come out of uh, an, uh, a period of of COVID where maybe a lot of people ain't been on the streets, but that don't mean that you know you you get off a bike, you get back on it, and you can ride it again. So that's my thing with people. You know, if you're driving fucking forty five miles an hour on a highway lane, keep your ass on a regular street. Mm. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna tell you if you can't go faster than 45 miles an hour keep your ass on a regular street get the fuck off the highway mm. okay uh, i'm thinking because uh, motherfuckers got somewhere to go and the highway is a fast means of transportation if you want to get stuck at lights drive the way you're driving get i think i think you got road rage because this is probably like the third or fourth time we talked about driving. Yeah, I, I, you know what, dude? I have to, I have to drive to. Uh, it's, it's a long distance for where I have to go to work, and so some days it takes me over an hour to get there, and it shouldn't. Oh boy, it should it's not. How go. far the drive? And it's not how far the drive. It only takes me an hour. That's sad, yeah, man. That's sad, dude. It should not take me that long to get there. Some days <laughs> it should not, but I have to leave early because there's stupid ass people out here. <laughs> there was an accident on on two there was an accident today because someone was trying to cut over four lanes and they blocked two different highways. Mm. Huh? 
Were they kids? I, I don't. It was just a dumbass. I don't know if I it mean, was. If a they kid was kids, fuck them kids. Well, all I'm telling you, man, is I have a, a pet peeve with motherfuckers who can't drive. Oh, we know. Um. So all I'm hating on is you know. We're not at the waste management and partying like we normally should. And we probably could have recorded out there live this year. So we're not there. So I'm hating on my dumbass self and all of us for not going. So fuck all y'all for not going. And fuck me too. Uh, next year we'll be out there and we're going to record live out there. That should be fun. Um, and then I'm really hating on the non-golfer sneakerheads. You guys hear me rant about these motherfuckers, these sneakerheads all the time on this show or whatever and i don't really give a fuck go fuck you and your mama too okay but these motherfucking sneakerheads, man be out there and they don't even care about golf and just because it's a jordan golf sneaker they will buy this shit and try to mark up the price and resell it so i hope y'all have to sit on all those sneakers and uh maybe one day man uh, me and my boys, man, you, you're gonna have to give us some of your sneakers, man, and we we gonna we gonna tear your mom down on the top of them sneakers, man. I ain't even fucking around with you, sorry. So I, I, I got a question, E. Yeah, are you talking about the new Jordan Lowe's that just came out? Yeah, I got lucky and got a pair. So let me tell you what happened in San Diego. Oh shit! So at our golf shop here, the girl who just started working, they had 200 pair come in there in all colors. And they weren't supposed to sell them until a week after she got them in. She didn't know that, so she started selling them early. Ooh. Yes. Motherfuckers started going in there. One person went in there and got a pair because they were early release. Yeah. And they weren't supposed to be. He called all his friends. Everybody went in there and started buying them up. Sold out. She got fired. <laughs> Good. Good. Motherfucker was buying like six pair at a time, bro. Yeah. Good. Because so, there's supposed what? to be a limit. So fuck them. Fuck her. Yeah. Fuck her mama, yes. fuck her auntie, fuck all of them. She was 21, so I still consider her a kid because I'm 49, so fuck them kids. Yes, indeedy. You hey, can pay attention. You know, dude, I'm, uh, service, in, service in this new world also sucks. So, you yeah. know, these motherfuckers need to start paying attention to your job. Otherwise, you will be replaced. Yep. And that wraps up our... Hey, hey, hey. And you don't like what we say, so you can get all right. And with that mm-hmm. said, hey man, the golf gigging song of the week is brought to you by Moto Caddy. Shug, when we're out there rolling in style and pushing in style, and I'm getting ready for my championship defense, I use a Moto Caddy M5 GPS DHC electric caddy. It has downhill control. Electric parking brake, nine speed settings, GPS, and onboard charging ports, and many other features. Moto Caddy, the number one car company in the world, can get you right for the course today. It's helped it's us, and it can help you. And uh, make sure you put the wheels on the right way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do that. Yeah. Head over to MotoCaddy.us and check out all the dope push carts they have to offer, and uh, just enjoy that. Um, with that being said, shout out to Moto Caddy. So appreciate yes, you sponsoring and, and hooking up the Negros out here. So, uh, golf gigging song of the week. Suge, what do we got? Talking real numbers. Good job, Larry. Larry mm-hmm. June. 
uh, and Filthy Rich, man. This is, this is another banger, uh, and hope y'all enjoy. Yes, indeed. Numbers. You niggas see how we rockin', nigga? Niggas been doing this shit, man. Playin' with me, man. Numbers, nigga. If it's real, they got through a hundred. Yeah. Sad. Ay, 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 ay. Call like the call, pockets got bigger Had to cop the holster cause a 40 kept slipping A hundred, niggas know I'm about it, I ain't tripping Nigga down in the city, but don't get this shit twist In a scope, every day, like the fucking Bay Bridge Got a scope on the K, when it's time to handle big Count a hundred, count a two, count a three, bitches lit Spitting game in the ear, got a feeling like she is Everything a nigga do, a hundred for real I don't think with my dick and I got money to spill Got respect in the gang cause I did it for real Man, this shit too easy, I'm rapping what I live I sell for the high and my whips is fast 17 in the mag doing the dash Hey man For those people out there, man That you just want some cruising music Some shit that's gonna shake the trunk You just wanna chill Have a nice little baddie next to you You know, your, your golf babe right next to you Hey man, slap that Larry June He has quite a collection out there uh, Always smooth uh, it shit, it shakes the tundras, you know what I'm saying? So we, we definitely beat that all the time. So shout out to Larry June and Filthy Rich for the real numbers out there. Uh, we're at that time of the show where we're giving our final shout outs. Let the hoes know where they can find you. If you don't like that, uh, let, let your fans know where you can find you, your side chicks, whatever. Uh, so, uh, shout outs. Uh, let's go with, uh, MD, Money Mike. Shout out to the family, all the Hard Knock Slice crew. Just uh, looking for big things, 2022. Big golf goals. Mm. Taking you down, Eric. Oh, boy. Looking to to break some scores this year. Hopefully break 80 several times. So I don't remember asking fortunate. you a goddamn thing. Wow. I'm going to get my fucking opinion anyway. <laughs> 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 word uh booger um i say fuck them kids but my daughter knows she my ride or die all day that's my road dog um shout out to y'all love y'all much um shout out to motherfuckers who want to get off their ass and come to say they're gonna play some golf yeah i'm talking to y'all Ooh. um shots fired. let me know when my door is always open. I booked the room. It's cheap. You don't have to worry about nothing. I got you. And golf, I get nothing but discount. So you ain't paying the two hundred dollar prices. So I got you. Um, shout out! Okay. To, I'm not gonna give my all uh, my info online because you know where to find me if you want me. Get it in. Get it out. Mm. Get them nipples. I like you nipple on them softly. Mm-mm. Um. <laughs> Man. I wasn't talking to y'all. That's for the ladies. Mm. Uh, he was looking at me. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. He said, I'm looking at you, and we on we on a Zoom call. Everybody looking at everybody. <laughs> he felt like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I really felt like emasculated and all that. <laughs> hey, uh, Chocolate Twilight. <laughs> Shout out, Chocolate. 
Oh, man, I just want to give a shout out to to my people, just my friends. Like, I have so many good folks around me. I've been really blessed. Uh, you know, a man's wealthy when he's got good friends. And, you know, they're there. They listen. Um, they give me good advice. And I, I really appreciate that. So just, you know, shout out to all my homies that are out there in the world. Thank you for being you. Word. Ali. It was beautiful. <laughs> He's so sensitive. Reg was a little sensitive on this call, wasn't he? He was, he was getting some heart tugs on the gambling. Hey, dude, this is this is this is some shit. You know, it's a Super Bowl weekend, man. Memories come up, bro. He's a sensitive book as nipples. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can call Oh, me. Jesus. Man, good thing we ain't live streaming on this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, we will be one day. We yeah. will be soon. Yeah. We just going to turn your camera off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let the ladies enjoy them nipples. Ooh. Nipple on it softly. Mm. Uh, we gonna have to do your own podcast. <laughs> Put up that black box like it's a R-rated movie on USA. Yeah, man, shit. Uh, Ali, sorry. Hey, man, I just wanna give a quick shout out to you guys. I really enjoyed the company. Uh, hard nuts, hard nuts, slice boys. All our regular friends I play golf with. You know, kick it with, talk shit with. Really miss you guys. Glad to be back home in the U.S. and. Shout out to all the hustlers trying to, you know, make life work. You know, it's it's a struggle for some folks, you know, but keep your head up, man. It's always better tomorrow. Keep your head up. Mm, okay. Thank you, Vish. Uh, Sugar. Hey, you know, shout outs to the fellas. Um, you know, shout outs to my family. Um, you know, it's been rough times, man. So hopefully we're getting to better times. You know, I think, you know, not saying that this thing's over, but at least it's getting to a point where we can, you know, hopefully try to get back to some some normal things and, and you know, get out and fellowship and do the things that we used to do, man. So shouts to the fellas. Hopefully we get a, a good summer, um, a golf in, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So, you know, shout outs to the Hard Knock Slicers and all of our guests has been on both podcasts. We appreciate y'all and, and always to the listeners. Uh, y'all is what fuel us and uh, we do this for y'all. Yes, indeed. Uh, shout out to my fan band, man. Love y'all. Shout out to the Bushwood. It's up to no good. I love that. Hard Knock Slicers. Uh, appreciate it. I uh, get to wake up and come into work and look at this big ass check on my wall, and I appreciate it. Uh, all the grinding. I appreciate all my friends for playing a lot of rounds with me to prepare me to win that championship. Um, and I look forward to preparing the same way again next year. Uh, Shout out to uh, just sports overall. Like, we got Super Bowl. We got waste management. And then shout out to the ladies, man. Valentine's is on Monday. Uh, and then shout out to the side chicks because y'all's Valentine's is on Wednesday. Uh, so uh, just enjoy that. Uh, and then a serious shout out. Shout out to my boy, Ron Hackett. Our boy, Ron. Uh, he buried his pops today. So uh, sad thing. Uh, so just know that the Negroes is is thinking about you. So uh, shout out to seven one nine three zero three. Everybody, you know the crew, uh, the four nine two phone numbers up in up in Boulder, uh, in our dorm rooms. You know, shout out to that. You know, uh, shout out to the girls leaving those uh, voicemails on our voice box. Vishnu for us. Uh, 
our freshman year. So shout Weird. out to Weird. shout out to Ja Weir. Uh, sorry, why do you make mm-hmm. that face, Fish? <laughs> so with that said, <laughs> uh, let, let's get out of here. Like shout out to the far side. Oh shit! Oh. Shots oh. fired! Jesus and Christ! We're and, done here. and with that, <laughs> hard knock slice is over with. <laughs> nah, good. Go ahead, Shook. <laughs> Wrap us up. You, you ain't invited no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out, back. <laughs> Either that or your Wolverine claw is going to come out, brother. Wow. Goodness. Oh, um, hey, man. Like we said, we've been, everybody been through a lot of shit in the last couple of years. Um, mental health is a big thing, man. So make sure you check in on your folks. At least just say hello. Um, you know, and try to have a conversation with somebody, even if they don't want to have one, um, you know, and it's important. So like I said, man, take care of yourself. Most importantly, take care of the the folks that you care about. And on that note, we out. Yeah. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. El Negro.